When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. Hope you're ready to talk some Disney. Uh, You guys know I always am. First off, if you're a new listener, welcome to the show. If you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back. You guys are the best. Uh, If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. Uh, I've been trying to post a lot more content on there, been been making some new uh, Disney-inspired uh, TikToks and Reels. Um, been getting some uh, some good feedback on those. I posted one the other day that's pretty much the subject of this podcast episode. Um, but I just I love doing those. I love uh, you know I, I make those videos so that the the Disney diehards get that. You know I don't make a lot of Disney content for you know the casual fans. Uh, a lot of the stuff I do, I think, is, you know, for the diehards, that uh, they get all of my references. So you can always check those out on my Instagram. And like I always say, my DMs there are always open if you want to talk Disney, if you have ideas, suggestions for the show, uh, topic suggestions, whatever it may be, hit me up there. Um, and if you can, too, everyone who's listening, hit that subscribe button, that uh, follow button. Leave me a, a rating and a review. If you write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode last week's episode if you haven't listened already i had a good friend on the podcast my buddy adam uh co-host of the marvelous podcast uh it's one of the other podcasts i have where we just talk about marvel movies and superhero stuff uh he's one of my closest friends i've known since i was you know 14 years old and he's someone who is a casual disney fan you know he he grew up uh his parents always enjoyed disney they went on, you know, a Disney trip before they had kids. Uh, you know, they had kids. They went, you know, on family vacations. And, uh, you know, Adam has always, he's one of those guys who's always appreciated and I think respected what Disney is. You know, he's my age. He grew up in the 90s. We all loved the Disney movies. But Disney World especially, I think he always understood what it meant. You know, it was a, it was a magical place, somewhere you could go, you know, and experience things that you can't experience anywhere else. Uh, and we talk about that in the episode on how, you know, he gets it. He, he understands the magic and the theming and the immersion, you know. He, uh, we've talked about it, like, off, you know, off air, too. Like, you, know, you go to Six Flags, you just go on some coasters, you know. And he's always appreciated Disney where you, you go on a ride, like, and you're fully immersed in that ride. And you're part of the journey and part of the story, so... We talk about all that. I think it was a lot of fun. Definitely looking forward to having more guests on in the future. But the episode this week, let's talk about this week, right? This week's episode, I decided to do solely based on a recent TikTok. Today's episode, five things all 90s kids remember about Disney. This one's going to be a lot of fun. Buckle up. Here we go. All right. So this week... I hope you're a 90s kid or 
maybe a little older, I think you could also relate to this. But this week, we're going to be talking about five things 90s kids remember about Walt Disney World. Like I kind of started talking about in the intro, uh, I've been making more Disney-inspired reels and TikToks lately. And, you know, the views have been down. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, um, you know, I took a break from making videos for a while. Just had just too much personal stuff going on. Uh, so I'm, I'm back making, making TikToks, making reels uh, for the Disney diehards out there. And ever since I've started making them again, you know, the views have been down. So I was like, oh, you know, it doesn't really matter too much. I make them just for the fun of it and because, you know, I love Disney and I'm a big nerd. Um, but I made a video the other day. I was just sitting around and it just popped into my head. It took me like five minutes. Um, five things that 90s kids remember about Walt Disney World. And not going to lie, I have, a, I, have a, I have a lot of experience in this because I am a 90s kid. I'm 32 years old. I was born in 1990. So I, you know, kind of grew up during that Disney decade. Um, if you've been following Disney for a while, you know, the term, the Disney decade, um, kind of phrased by Michael Eisner. And it was basically, you know, basically the nineties when all these new things started popping up at Disney, whether it was hotels, attractions, new lands, parks, you know, whatever it was, it was just one after another, all this newness, you know, coming to the Disney parks and, I got to say, I've, I've compared it in the past um, to, like, Marvel movies. Like, if you were a fan of Marvel, you know, Iron Man, the first Iron Man came out in 2008, and then through Endgame, um, you know, that's, like, close to around 20 movies. That was the golden age of Marvel movies, the MCU. I kind of tend to believe that around the 90s, I don't want to say from 90 to 99, but around that time period was the golden age of Disney World. You know, the 70s and 80s, I think, were great, but, you know, it was still new in the 70s. Only one park, not much to do other than the Magic Kingdom. The 80s, you know, Epcot had just opened. Um, you know, it's still not a big resort. But by the 90s, you have, you know, three theme parks, a bunch of new hotels, and, you know, kind of modernizing the parks a little bit. So, we're going to talk about, I, I'm not ranking them, you know, it's not the top five, it's just five things 90s kids remember about Walt Disney World. And the first one, we're going to start off with the big one, is when it was actually still called Disney's MGM Studios. That's right, I, I did a whole episode on MGM Studios in 1996, I've talked about Hollywood Studios a lot on here. Back in the 90s, growing up, it was Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and MGM Studios. And we would always say, hey, let's go to MGM. Let's go to MGM. Like, it became a part of your Disney vocabulary. So much so that if you're listening to this, there's a good chance that you still call it MGM or your your parents or your family, you know, still refers to it MGM. It's like just, it's one of those things that it's engraved in your brain, especially like me going to MGM Studios when I was a kid, you know, I have more memories and more happy memories there when I was a kid than I do now. Like, I don't have an emotional attachment to the name Disney's Hollywood Studios. I do have a, you know, an emotional attachment to MGM Studios. You know, and I actually still remember when it came out that they were going to 
um, you know, have to change the name or, you know, the rumors were out there because their contract or, you know, whatever agreement uh, with MGM, the movie company was coming to an end. And the big rumor was, you know, why would Disney pay um, to use another company's movie rights when they can just, you know, name it themselves and just use all their own properties. So I remember that. I remember being on one of the boats from like the boardwalk area to, you know, MGM Studios. I think maybe the boat uh, captain was on the microphone, like doing like the rundown. I thought he mentioned something about the name change. So I do remember it happening. Um, It officially changed names to Hollywood Studios in 2008. So you know, we're looking back at all the way back in 2008. It's been Hollywood Studios for a while now. So and I know I know there's a bunch of us that still call MGM. You know, I have uh, a couple retro MGM Studios t-shirts I still wear when we go to the park. And it's just like the nostalgia, you know, it's what the name represented. It was a different type of park. It was a unique park dedicated to the movies. It was an actual working movie studio lot, you know, which made it different than every other theme park. Uh, you know, Universal Studios obviously was right behind it, but it was such a unique experience, you know, and, and the name MGM just kind of represents that time period, all the effort and theming and just uniqueness that went into that park and making it different and making it a movie studio and theme park. So uh, that's the first one we're going to talk about, MGM Studios. I know all you 90s kids remember it. I know there's probably a lot of you guys who are older, maybe even younger, who remember it being MGM as well. But that was a big one for me growing up in the 90s, especially because they had the Ninja Turtles there. The Ninja Turtles did a show at MGM Studios. So, yeah, that's that's why that's part of the reason why it's good memories. So the next one on my list, the uh, the next thing, the number two thing, if you will, that 90s kids remember about Disney. The paper fast pass is that. Yep, that's right. I know this is a newer one, too. So a lot of younger people you know, would also remember them. I think the, 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 my Disney experience, I want to say started around, you know, probably between around, around 2013 or 14. Um, it's when kind of technology and smartphones were kind of getting popular, you know, everyone was starting to have one. So that's when the fast pass, you know, went away. The old fast pass, fast pass system, well, the old, old fast pass system now, but the paper fast passes, and in my TikTok, in my reel, um, I specifically mention uh, sprinting to get a paper fast pass because that's what it was. The the old days with the paper fast pass, it was survival of the fittest. It didn't matter, you know. There was no waking up at six a.m. and just whoever got lucky got one. It was you had to wake up and bust your ass and sprint on over to test track when the park opened. Otherwise, you're getting a fast pass for like eight p.m. You know, you want that prime time slot. Uh, so basically, if you're not familiar, um, the fast pass stations were at each attraction, and you would go up and put your park entry ticket in it, and it would give you a paper fast pass that would tell you to return, you know, at a different time to, and then you would enter in the fast pass line. So if you got there, you know, early in the morning, it would say maybe come back between like ten and eleven, uh, you know, something like that. But some of the popular rides, like Test Track specifically. They would sell out of fast passes so quick. So if you didn't get there right away, you know, if you're there at 9, 10 a.m., you could walk up and get a fast pass for 8 p.m. So are you going to stay in the park and walk around and do the entire park for 12 hours? 
You know, are you going to go home and come back? Are you going to skip it and just wait in line? Like that it was it was a di- it was a different system. It was very interesting. There was some strategy to it, but I think all in all, I think it worked out fine. You know, as long as you knew what you were doing, um like a lot of times too, you could get a fast pass, you know, for like Thunder Mountain or Splash Mountain early enough, get a fast pass and then just wait in the regular line. You know, it probably wouldn't be too long yet and then ride the ride and then be ready to go, you know, for your fast pass like right after that. So the paper fast pass system, I I really do miss it. I think it, you know, makes us miss it more now that we have to pay for fast pass. Um, you know, and I and the old system, the My Disney Experience, like it wasn't bad. I didn't like how they would only give you like a certain like selection. Like if I want to get a fast pass for all the top rides, I should be able to. I shouldn't have to pick, you know, between Thunder Mountain and Space Mountain if I want a fast pass, you know, but paper fast passes i remember too um so the machines on the back of them there was these black buttons on all of them and one time like our our machine got jammed um and we saw the cast member do something and then he pressed the button and like a fast pass came out so later on that trip me and my cousins we go up to one of the fast passes i you know i want to say it was like space mountain it could have been Splash, could have been the Barnstormer, but it was something like that, a ride we liked. And there was no cast members around. And my cousin pressed the button on the, on the back of the machine. And I swear to you guys, like, he must have pressed it 10 times and 10 fast passes came out. We were cheering and smiling so much. We grabbed those things and ran back to our family like, oh my God, you guys aren't going to believe this. We just got all these fast passes. You know, we were scared we were going to get caught. Uh, especially after that, I think we tried on every machine to kind of sneak and press the button uh, to see if we can get, you know, some bonus fast passes out of it. But I don't think it worked every time. I think we just got lucky on that one machine. But, you know, the, the paper fast passes, I wish I kept uh, more of them because I've seen some stuff like on Etsy or Pinterest, like people making cool like collages and just kind of keepsakes out of the old fast passes. You know, they had the, the cool labels at the top, but it was a different time. And, you know, I really did enjoy it. I think it was a better system. Anything's better than paying. You know, what was cool too, like I, as a 90s kid, I remember when the Fast Pass was introduced. You know, 97, 98, that time period. Um, I remember being at a baseball party, like end of the year, uh, end of the season baseball party, Little League Baseball. And like, I remember all the moms sitting around a table and uh, they were talking about this new Disney Fast Pass thing. And I remember like them being like, there's no way, you're, you know, you're, do you have to pay for it? Is it extra? Back in the day, the, I believe at first, the fast passes were only for Disney resort guests. So one of the perks of staying at a Disney hotel, paying that premium, was that you got access to fast pass. I think that's great. That's the Disney resorts. I love them. Don't get me wrong. But what do you get? extra for staying there. There's no perks anymore. There used to be actual perks of staying at a Disney resort. Free parking, extra magic hours, uh, fast pass. Now there's nothing. You know, so that's why it's got to be on the list. Um, You know, like I said, it ended in the, you know, early, was it 2010s? You know, it went away. So a lot of people remember it that aren't necessarily 90s kids, but it was invented and started in the 90s and it was a big deal. uh, You know, 
trying to strategize and, and sprint to your favorite ride to get a fast pass. So the paper fast passes, um, I really do miss them. Next on my list, the third thing here, uh, if you watch my TikTok, Pleasure Island and not being old enough to experience. That's, that's what 90s kids remember. I was born in 90, you know, Pleasure Island closed in, you know, 2008. Uh, so I never really got to experience it to the full effect. I know there's a lot of you guys out there with me where you go on vacation with your parents. Maybe you went to uh, downtown Disney on a Friday or Saturday night and you saw just a lot of young people in their, in their early 20s drinking, having a good time. There's music playing, there's clubs. And you thought to yourself, when I turn 21, I want to go to Pleasure Island. Like It's like combining... All of the greatest things like when you turn 21 it's like you know you can finally legally drink and get into bars and clubs and it's like I know I don't know about you guys but I dreamed of going to Pleasure Island when I was old enough to experience it get into the bars get into the clubs um, and I never got that experience I remember specifically uh, one family vacation I don't remember what year it was but at Pleasure Island they were doing something called um, every night is New Year's and Every night at, you know, I think they would do it at 10 or 11 instead of midnight, but they would have a countdown and, uh, you know, shoot off fireworks and play music and everyone would go crazy. I just remember walking. It was so packed. I'm with my parents. There's people walking around with these, with these cool bucket drinks of alcohol and they do like the countdown at New Year's and like right in front of me, uh, these two people just start making out hard. And I remember thinking like, this is heaven, <laughs> you know? Um, I don't think my mom was too thrilled, but that's what it was uh, to me. So I always dreamed about going there. I used to, you know, talk with my buddy Brian, like uh, when we were planning Disney trips, like I always wanted him to come with me on one of our family trips. And uh, he finally was able to come with in 2008 and it was too late. But I remember thinking when I was like 14, 15, like, man, we're going to go to Pleasure Island. We're going to go to the bars. We're going to go to the clubs. Like we're going to have a good time. We're going to meet girls. Um, so I know there's more of you guys out there like me where you just, you experience Pleasure Island through the eyes of a kid and just wanting to, you know, get the full experience one day and you never got it. Even as I got older, close to like 17, 18, you could tell it wasn't the same. They had really uh, started to change it. You know, my mom and dad talk about how it really was when the, the clubs and the bars were really hopping and like that was the place to be, not for just people at Disney, but like locals as well. So it's something that we all kind of missed out on and uh, I miss it and uh, I wish it's something I could have experienced. All right, the next item on my list here, this one's at the Magic Kingdom, specifically Toontown, uh, which is gone, but visiting Mickey and Minnie's house. Yes, that's right. Maybe you guys have pictures of when you're a baby, a kid, uh, visiting Mickey and Minnie's house. It's something that brings a lot of nostalgic memories to me. Um, you know, Again, this is something too, like as you got older, you know, you don't have any interest in it, you know. Uh, it's something that if you're a kid or if you're a parent with young kids, Mickey and Minnie's house, you got to walk around, uh, you know, Mickey and Minnie's actual houses, um, see all their furniture and like all this cool, like larger than life, like out of the box stuff, like everything was, you know, colorful and, and big and you know, it was just cool to see and walk around. And I believe like Mickey and Minnie would be in there. You could take pictures with and meet them. And uh, I have some good pictures of when I'm a, you know, 
probably two or three years old uh, at Mickey's house, some pictures with Mickey. And I think getting rid of that, you know, was I think the start of the downfall of Mickey's Toontown at Disney World. Um, you know, they had Mickey and Minnie's house there. They had Donald's boat. You could go play around on Donald's boat. Like every year, like every summer, like our kind of plan, we would go late at night to Magic Kingdom. We'd ride the Barnstormer. Uh, it was one of our favorite rides when we were younger. And then Donald's boat was right next door and we would just run around and get soaked with water. It was like a giant boat with just like a, like a water, you know, play area inside of it. It was pretty cool. So like that was like that was Toontown. It was a it was Mickey and his friends like come to life. And that's what made it special. That's what made it unique. Like that's what made it, you know, larger than life to kids. Like you could actually walk around Mickey and Minnie's house. You can visit Donald on his boat. Like Goofy had a, a roller coaster. Like it was great. And um I'm I'm really sad they got rid of that. That's something that I I wish I would have been able to experience with kids, like bringing my young kids, have it, like watching them like, hey, we're going to go visit Mickey and Minnie's house, you know, and actually go inside. It, especially as a kid, like you believe that they actually live there. Um, and I'm sad I'll never be able to get to experience that. And um, yeah, like I miss, I miss Toontown in general. Uh, I really did like it. Um, you know, a, a lot of what I like and what I miss is based on nostalgia and memories. And I think that's okay. But uh, Mickey and Minnie's house, visiting it as a kid, um, definitely deserves a spot. I know all 90s kids probably have pictures and remember visiting it as well. All right, and the final one on my list, of course, 90s kids remember when the castle was a cake. Now, this one has become a lot more iconic lately, I think because of the 50th anniversary and all like kind of bringing back the retro merchandise and stuff. Um, it's cool to kind of see people not hate it anymore. I feel like there was a stretch there where people just hated the castle cake. Like, why? You know, it was 1996. They went above and beyond. Like, they will never decorate anything like that again. All the work that went into making that castle look like a giant birthday cake, they'll never, ever do that again. I mean, look what they did for the 50th. The castle looks great. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely not as much work. You know, they just kind of put some some decorations on it. They didn't transform the entire castle. Um, the castle cake, it sums up 1996. It sums up the 90s. It sums up Disney back in the day, the Disney decade, going above and beyond to make Disney World a magical place, a, you know, a fairy tale brought to life. Again, imagine being a kid. Imagine having small kids and bringing them to the Magic Kingdom and telling them, hey, it's Disney's birthday, and you see a giant castle cake. I'm, I'm glad it's really starting to kind of come back into mainstream and with, I don't know if it's memes or just in the Disney community. Like, uh, I have a t-shirt that I got a couple years ago that has the castle cake on it. So uh, I feel like a lot of people hate it a lot less. I think you need to accept it for what it was. It fit perfectly in that time. Um, yeah, obviously looking back now, it's like, whoa, that looks maybe a little tacky. Why is it so pink? Like... You know, some people would argue, like, imagine going to Disney and your first time or only time and the castle was a cake. That seems like a pretty cool story to me. Like, if you only went to Disney once in your life, I guarantee if some, if you had, if you'd only been to Disney once in your life during, and it was that year, 
and you're at work and someone said, hey, hey, have you ever been to Disney World? And you would say this. You would say, yeah, the last time I was there, the castle was a cake. So it was memorable. And I think that's what matters. I think it just kind of shows like how much Disney cared back then and put effort into actual anniversaries and you know making things special and unique and guess what they turned it back you know to normal it's not like it stayed as a cake forever um so i never really got the hate on that uh in my tiktok as well i put uh you remember when the castle was a cake uh then i kind of show myself taking a picture of it with a disposable camera uh back in the day where uh, you just had to you know get your uh, disposal camera out hope your finger wasn't in front of the flash or the or the the lens and then just hope it comes out not blurry when you got the pictures de- developed in two weeks. So uh, the castle cake, all of these things, uh, I guarantee are things that 90s kids remember. And I'm sure not just 90 kids, I know that. But I just wanted to kind of talk from my perspective, growing up as a 90s kid, um, growing up through Disney, you know, going every year, like these are some, like, these are some of the most important five things uh, that I remember and obviously miss. Um about Disney World in the 90s. All right, and that's pretty much it for this episode. That's all I got. Um, You know, on TikTok, I did top five, or not top five, I did five things 90s kids uh, remember about Disney. I'm probably going to do a bunch of different parts because I have a post-it note with about 15 things uh, that I miss as a 90s kid myself. So I hope you enjoyed kind of walking down memory lane. I'm sure if you're a 90s kid, you remember these. If you know, if we're if we're in the same age group, I think some of these are going to hit home for you. Uh, if you're older, you know, you probably remember you know these things with your kids. If you're younger, you know, maybe you have no idea what I'm talking about, but maybe you'll go back and look them up and uh, kind of get a little appreciation for what Disney was like in the 90s. Um, there's been a lot going on with Disney lately. There really has. Um, you know, right now, I'm a little sad. This is the first time since. 1993 that I am not going to Disney during the summer. Uh, I don't think I'm going to Disney at all this year, actually. That's pretty sad. I went last year, last summer, last July. Um, This summer, I just couldn't do it. Like, we have a wedding coming up and just money and, you know, moving into a house. Like, it was just too much. And unfortunately, you know, if if things would have worked out a little differently, I think we could have squeezed a weekend uh, trip out of it. That was the plan. Just the the airfare prices and stuff with work, just it just we couldn't do it. So I'm pretty sad. My family's going. I'm sure I'm gonna get a lot of uh, Snapchats and pictures, and uh, hopefully they're they're not missing me too much there. But I'll be missing it. That's for sure. You know, my my Disney vacation last year, um, you know, was it's one of my best memories. And, uh, you know, not to get sentimental, but that's the trip, you know, I, I proposed to my fiance and that's the trip that basically, you know, started the next chapter of my life. And I will always remember that trip, you know, maybe a year away, we'll kind of keep that appreciation. It'll, you know, make me miss Disney even more so that when I do go back, I'll love it, uh, even more, but that's all I got. If you haven't already, again, follow me on Instagram, Disney world today. Uh, and if you're listening to this, especially on your iPhone, hit that subscribe button, uh, head over, uh, click on the app, search my name, Disney World Today. If you click on it, kind of scroll around, you'll see at the bottom there, you can leave a rating and a review. I would appreciate all five-star ratings. That would be great. Um, and if you do, write me a review. You got, you guys know I love reading those. It gives me a, a nice little confidence boost 
I will uh, give you a shout out on the very next episode. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode. I hope you guys, you know, have a, a great rest of the week. Whenever you're listening to this, everyone stay safe and always remember it all started with a mouse. <laughs>